1: Leading Edge, weekly Leading Edge conversations, Awakening the Authentic Self for Soul growth, And today is February 13, right in the middle of the month. And we are again talking about Venus and Mars, these great cosmic lovers that are really uniting as we speak, as of the seventh, and will continue until March 18th. We spoke of it last week with Planet Buzz. I have three panels that continue, and there are two of them talk about consciousness. And this one tonight, today, does more specifically, and it's cosmic collaboration, which we will introduce in a moment. And the lovers, the cosmic lovers, they are traveling, transiting from Capricorn into a and the focus today is really activating receptivity, which on a personal basis, I have been finding whether I embody the concept that I work with every week or what, but a looming reality that is just unbelievable. In other words, it's kind of tricky sometimes. It's like the activation is there and the receptivity. So here we go, it's, that's a conversation for our panel. And I'm so grateful to have these wonderful three astrologers. And just to remind that we are concluding our fourth season. It's closing in on four years, just incredibly. So thank you, everybody, for your interest. And remember that we are both a YouTube on Chalk Cosmos YouTube channel and also a podcast, which is we air through the radio station, KKNW. And you can always find us there or on any podcast. But we Love having you connect with us visually on the YouTube. So check out uh, Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. Okay, enough of me and we're ready for action.
2: Investigating the deeper archetypal questions related to understanding astrological energetic aspects or growth patterns to unify mind, body, spirit, and emotions. This is your Cosmic Collaboration Panel.
1: I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing
3: oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Amanda Pierce, a soul-centered astrologer, astrological consultant, and empowerment-based meditation teacher. I have a BA in psychology, I'm a wellness enthusiast with a passion for healthy eating, and I enjoy creating new realities and shifting old paradigms.
4: I'm Julie Anglin, an intuitive healer and meditation teacher, combining my lifelong study of astrology and one-to-one intuitive and astrology consultations. I'm a clairvoyant reader and healer have worked as a creative business owner in finance and in publishing. I also facilitate an online women's meetup group.
2: And I'm John Shenworth, an astrologer whose evolutionary, traditional, and mythological techniques enhance my unique consultations. In honor sacred space, I encourage dialogue and mindfulness while we explore your birth chart together. I also hold a diploma from the International Academy of Astrology. When I'm not studying the cosmos, I enjoy penning poems, watching movies, or going on Washington State road trip adventures.
1: And like the Sufi poet Rumi says,
0: you are, are the entire ocean in a drop.
1: drop. Yes, we are. Well, there we are. The rain circulates, doesn't it, into the ocean. Thank you. And hello, Julie, John, and Amanda. It's second time we've- Hey. Group, <laughs> right. And it's so glad to meet you. I know they know that I had very, a lot of difficulty getting on, but we did just in time. So it's like, yes, universe, <laughs> thank you. We're very grateful. <laughs> so with deep breathing, like our illustrious uh, soundboard engineer told us, breathe deep, you know, meditation guide. <laughs> yes, gratitude, gratitude. It's the wheel of the universe. Well, the cosmic lovers, it's most incredible, isn't it? This union that we're experiencing in ways. It happens to be in my fourth house. Maybe that's where there is a lot of consciousness at home. But anyway, any rate, I will open and throw it out there if somebody has some thoughts that they wanna
3: Oh uh, sure, I'll start. Um well the Venus-Mars conjunction, I'm seeing this as it's an alignment of your core values and needs with your desires. So Venus being the values and needs and Mars being desires. And it makes me think of um, the Rolling Stones song, you can't always get what you want because Venus and Mars aren't always aligned, but but right now you can get what you want. So it's getting what you want and what you need. There's a lot of potential for that right now.
1: Yeah, that's that's absolutely. It is a matter of condition, like in Capricorn, what, what we're conditioned with. I mean, what's familiar, but yet re, you know, uh, um, that energy that wants to awaken a new sense of it. Julie, what's your thoughts on all this?
4: Um, it's funny how this morning when I was out walking the dog, I had an encounter with uh, a man who was out training himself. And I knew that he was training as a boxer because I have a, a somebody in my past who was a professional boxer. And this conversation ensued about uh, what you do to prepare to work with your partner, your sparring partner, and this really made me reflect on what we were talking today about, which is how Mars and Venus, they're, they're together. So what the partner brings is often inside of the person who's opposing them, energies. And so for him, as a boxer, he was very much trained in anticipating what was coming from his sparring partner. And I thought that was a lovely um, illustration of what the Venus Mars dance can be.
1: It is. And that's so beautiful how life does remind us. John, since we're cycling around, love to hear your input.
2: <laughs> well, I, all I can think of is um, with all the other Capricorn planets right now, Mercury, Pluto, Venus, Mars, uh, just uh, willing to put in the work to do it. Capricorn is, you know, the hard work involved. I picture, I always picture a mountaineer and getting to each part of the trail as you lead to the top and making sure you have that mapped out so you don't falter, then I guess, um, success can be yours. How's that?
1: (laughs) I really, I'm just, um, taking it in because on a very personal basis, I know that I was getting input. I don't know about you, but I think all of us use Oracle cards or tarot at some point. At least I, I do. And I am at that moment where I'm trying to get an election date for um, creating Talk Cosmos as an LLC. And so there's no perfect chart. <laughs> so I'm, I'm down to two or three, but still it's like, oh, and um, one of them was just what you said, map it out. So if you pull this card and you think that you can just get a free ride and eh, eh, not happening so it's true there is work involved in an earth sign and sometimes it's if we knew it it would be so simple sometimes it's really a matter but there are tools there are ways to map it out and true.
2: capricorn being a cardinal sign that's the, the taking action part like what you're putting into it
1: and it always and, seems going.
4: and and capricorn no. saturn's rulership really says just one foot in front of the next you can't go ahead of yourself you've got to build process Uh,
1: yes well Saturn it Mm -hmm. yes 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 in (laughs) fact Mm -hmm. you know yeah go ahead and jump in anybody
3: because I
1: am a little not I'll I'll say something yeah so
3: last month we talked a little bit about um how Venus has been going on a journey in Capricorn and and really both Mars and Venus happened. They both were out of bounds and they both, um, well, Mars, the Mars conjunction with Venus will be coming up um, conjunct Pluto. So Venus has conjuncted Pluto twice previous to this date and was retrograde in Capricorn. And, and so there's, there's a kind of a restructuring happening with Capricorn for both Venus and Mars kind of restructuring what is, what are your values and needs? And with Mars, what, where do you want to put your energy? And so in, in, they will meet Pluto on March 2nd at 27 Capricorn, which is, you know, very late in the Capricorn game. And so it's going to really, there's going to be a deep examination of, of what we value and where we want to put our energy and then, um, and then once we come out of that, we're going to be like, whoa. And then we're, we're going to move right into Aquarius. So it's going to be a really interesting shift. Yes, digging up the real stuff.
1: Nathan, maybe we should have a chart, if that's possible. We can put, um, thank you. Can land us a little bit. We didn't do this last time. Because on the 16th of February, now this is an orb. Thank you, Nathan. And I guess I can, I don't know if I can go ahead or not at will, but this is where it began a few days ago. And you can see down there in that second um, house that they're together within two degrees, but they move quickly. So if let's see if I can advance. I don't know if I can advance on this iPad that I landed on. Nathan, can we get, thank you so much. Okay, on the 16th coming up, which is the same day as this full moon, which is the fruitition of the lunar cycle? Whatever we seeded, just for you know, to get it down to lay terms, and reality, we can look at, we can enjoy, it or say, eh, not happening," and and move onward. But just prior to that, these two of, of you had said the, the values, what we're attracting, what we're receiving through our desires, through our feelings, it connects right with the act activator, the, the one who makes the choices, Mars. So it's really um, a stepping stone situation. And I know that, jump in anybody, if somebody, for instance, the center of biological diversity, maybe this will switch gears here a little bit. I was a center that I happen to consider ecologically helping a lot. And quickly on their little post, they said plastic pollution, the global problem, needs a global solution. Well, that might be these two. The whole preparation is incremental story, such as you, Amanda, had said. You know, we're in the Capricorn zone. We're talking to Saturn. And of course, Saturn rules both Capricorn and Aquarius. But the modern ruler is Uranus. So anyway, all these energies, tug-of-war, and so what it's looking for here, it said, was instead of the, so on a global terms, it seems like that's just one example where a group, a community group, Aquarius, is saying, let's gather um, and, and uh, to the U.S. Department of State with the United Nations Environmental Assembly, so it's government talking to groups and governments, to, to improve something, you know, not, so that was one example, but
3: lead on, jump in. Yeah. I just wanted to say what I, what I like about this chart is how Pluto is trining the North node. And I mean, this is, so this is kind of the, gives us an idea of what this transit will, will be like. And And we know that Venus and Mars are going to, going to conjunct Pluto and then move into Aquarius. And it's just kind of all they're in the whole time that Venus and Mars are in Capricorn, they're in co-presence with Pluto. So you're not getting away from it in Capricorn here. And so there's a lot of potential to really um, just discard what is no longer working for you in the Capricorn realm, like, like how you are looking at, um, like, are you giving away too much of your power to others because you're valuing their opinions of things too much? You know, is it, are you looking at, at, are you giving too much power to society really to kind of decide how you operate in the world and what you really want? And, um, and we're going to, when we shift into Aquarius, I think there's going to be a little bit of a or, or a big shift really into just dropping all of that that everything that just isn't serving us anymore from a capricorn mm-hmm. standpoint and kind of just stepping into our own authenticity and i like that pluto trying the the north node for moving us forward with that
4: i think it's really interesting how the the venus Mars conjunction is somehow, and with Pluto is somehow related to the mundane expression of people standing up to the power structures and saying "No more, we yeah, don't that's the restriction we're We're fed up with feeling held down with those who have power over us, right. and so I think with the the relationship to the North Node when things do shift into Aquarius we're going to see i think maybe a larger amount of the population reacting kind of as a uh, as the infection not not to use that word lightly but as it spreads through other people who are maybe waking up and saying you know we do need to restructure our relationship to how power is used over us
3: and yeah, our and it'll- ability to yeah, and it's it's so fascinating, too, because the United States Pluto return, which is, correct me if I'm wrong, it's the 22nd. Is that right? February 22nd? Yes. Well,
1: it, no, it's the 20th, 19th, oh. 20th. And, John, okay. did you want something to say about this, or shall we go to the next chart, which is oh, like, the yeah. Pluto
2: return? I'm always liking to speak up for the asteroids. I love the fact that Vesta is right there in the middle of all that, and Vesta is the sacred flame, so the capricorn work we're doing now is quite sacred and should be taken you know uh i don't know seriously or with uh I can't think of the word that i want to use uh, as a regimen or something you know what i mean keeping keeping the flame right and also uranus uh connected to aquarius which we're heading into is opposite hygeia sudden breakthroughs in health and i think that's really gorgeous
1: <laughs>
3: yeah that is great. Yeah,
1: and this is for the East Coast. This chart, folks, that's mm-hmm. on um, December, uh, oh, December, February sixteenth. Yes, that's really true. There is hope.
3: Yeah, and just to go back to what Julie was saying about the Mars Venus and the people kind of standing up. The the Mars and Venus will be conjunct Pluto during the uh, Pluto return for the United States. So that's that's yes, and we really will go to that in, one. Yeah. And so I guess okay. we'll talk more about that later.
1: <laughs> well, let's let's jump to it then. Nathan, okay. you might be so kind since I'm a little uh, unable to do so on this chart. It would be the next chart. I don't think I have that ability um, to jump to the next one if he's maybe he stepped away. Well, at any rate, but it's very true. It does. It, it, it But, you know, that 27 degrees lasts for months. Long long time. There's an exact point. And, you know, I was listening to Astrology Hub with Rick Levine. I thankfully, because my time is such, I don't always am not listening as much like I used to. And he brings up the fact that astronomically, Pluto takes 240. Years and we're only at 246 years right now. And the reason is is that over the last 246 years, there's like an infinitesimal 127th of a set minute or second or something that has added up to become these degrees because you know it is a single, it's a the orbits, just as astrologers know, but for those listening is a timetable that continues going. There is a rhythm that is undeniable and that is the structure of astrology We, we look at. So what he was saying is, is that it's still happening. There's this entire orb, not to discredit the 27th, because it is in our consciousness too, but it is really gives that idea that transformation metamorphosis is so enormous but we do a, appreciate pinpoint.
4: It's a little like um the build up to a birth because this conjunction is is a cycle, the beginning of a cycle. So the degrees leading up to that birth are gestational and then the moment when Venus, Mars and Pluto sit together, that's the beginning of a major cycle. It's like being born into something and I think that's going to last for quite some time, just by virtue of the fact that it is a triple conjunction and a new cycle.
1: Yeah, and I think we had noticed that that this is actually because they've been in Capricorn for some time conjunct that they're at the very end of their Capricorn union finishing it up because then they enter zero degrees of Aquarius and that'll start a whole new Uh, attention to for what to value what to receive what to choose how to activate so if Nathan if you're there if we could go to the next slide that would be marvelous oh goody thank you and here we are this is the one that is on oh this is Eris. Eris. remember this prior yes and eris is square last year it was five times absolute conjunction again this is a 500 some year cycle of this outer dwarf planet that is a truth teller and inclusivity and we're rocking in that people like we were saying people's voices need to be heard it's like who has the power what's your own john
2: i just picture eris throwing out the golden apples you know look at this look at this look at these things. What are you doing? Just keeping, keeping it awake, you know, keeping the, the Mars Venus work and keeping Capricorn awake, you know, you, you can't sleep through it. Right. She's like, Hey. <laughs> well,
4: yeah. and so she, 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 Yes. Yeah, she's, she's a little bit like the, the energy that comes along and says, speak from your inner truth mm-hmm. because if you don't, we're going to point it out. Or I'm going to put it out. Eris is going to put it out. So she's calling for inner authenticity. And Venus and Mars, that, that intimate dance is like, okay, well, who am I in relationship to others? Who am I in relationship to my energy put out into the world? These are good questions about with Eris.
1: It is. It, it, it really is. There's no uh, avoiding. The question, just like in the mythology, where she asked, who's the fairest of you of the all? And it led to a war because they chose. Anyway, it involved a war. They,
4: They chose to play a game. Who's the most beautiful? And in truth, what they did was show how ugly they are. They stripped, they did all these things to win the prize. And the interesting thing about Eris is she's demanding the truth. And the truth is what's beautiful, even if it's not so pleasing on an aesthetic level, but the truth is what will hold you through a path.
1: I love that because Neptune also wants the truth. You know, I've studied that a bit with Maurice Fernandez and his book, and it's really true. There's layers to. Neptune and eventually it gets to what is without denying it baseline truth so yes with Eris it's true she didn't instigate it purposely essential yeah so in other words um,
2: something that comes to mind with with, oh sorry something that comes to mind with Eris and the start of the Trojan War Uh, she started the Trojan War of course but she also split up uh, Mount Olympus and the gods took sides, so it was like a civil war in heaven as well. So what she, she so the warning is, I think that comes with Ares is she can be very divisive, and we have to be aware of like what is causing divisiveness, and just having an ear for that, you know, because of course we don't want to create more se- uh, separateness. So she's, I think she's like a oh, warning for that. that. <laughs> Does that make sense?
1: Oh, I love that because w- w- we're mm. close now to the break, but just to give food, f- to give that emphasis that. On all levels, the inclusivity is what's necessary because I know that in mythology there is like before and after the Trojan War and the consciousness had shifted, which is a study in itself. And I'm so glad to have both, you know, this input because uh, one doesn't even consider the higher bees of our energetic realms contesting, you know, which sides or virtues or and all of that. So truly, this is a matter of what is your value and how are you going to make choices with it? We'll be back. This is plant, um, Cosmic Collaboration with our wonderful panel members, John Chinworth, Amanda Pierce from Seattle, and Julie Anglin in Marin County of California, and myself, Sue Rose Minahan. And today is, just in case you've come in, on the 13th of February. We'll be right back and thank you. I think we'll be back. We're still here. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of technical problem. Oh, <laughs> we While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Aquarius, ruled modernly by Uranus, and Saturn in traditional astrology by the ancients. By leaving a cycle based on governing structures through both man-made and universal laws, Aquarius breaks established patterns, permitting the energy of freedom, just as its ruling planet Uranus spins on its side and orbits backwards. As a fixed air sign represented by the water bearer pouring the spirit of cosmic energy Aquarius seeks to find like-minded, intuitively aligned souls to connect in social groups for the elevation and improvement of all.
0: Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show.
3: Welcome, this is Amanda Pierce, astrologer and paradigm shifter, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we understand how to implement our free will through the cosmos. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150.
2: Hello. Try it again. Try it
1: again. And it's all direct. Here we are. Yes, we're
2: continuing. Okay, I'm not sure what happened, Sue, but you just turned sideways, and I can't hear you right now. It's kind of weird. Okay, Sue, I'm probably going to have to ask you to just uh, refresh your screen. And uh, Julie, John, or Amanda, do you want to just take off where we left off?
3: Sure. Um, And maybe we could bring up the Pluto return chart. I don't know if, uh, if Sue has that
2: doesn't look like it's part of a list here
3: well this one looks good let's this talk is about... the next one here <laughs> yeah, let's Excuse talk about these Technical Venus difficulties. thank you yeah so let's this, talk is, about the Venus gradual... yeah, this into... is the gradual
2: going into aquarius and we were talking yeah. about this earlier and we're at the shift from capricorn to aquarius two signs that seems so different yet they're next to each other and how do you make that adjustment Uh, Capricorn, love in the status quo, keep it the same, do the march. And Aquarius more like come from uh, different points of view, let go a little bit and detach a little bit. And they're just, it's just very different. It's a strange energy shift.
3: Yeah. And, and not only that, it is the same degree that we have the grand conjunction on where Jupiter Mm. and Saturn met December 21, 2020. And, and that was about um kind of your vision for the future kind of meeting the reality structure and so a lot of a lot of visioning was happening around how do you want your reality to look, and so these two planets are coming along to uh, reinvite you to to look at that and see where you're at and and how you can merge that vision with the the energies of mars and jupiter
0: well and also yes. the
4: the saturn uranus conjunction sort of laid the groundwork on a social level venus and mars are coming along on a very personal level to see what that really means the further ramifications
1: good point i love that can you hear me now am i back front where yeah. you are back <laughs> I think arises at my midheaven and things are happening. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> I appreciate the the energies here. Yes, indeed. You know, there's, I remember in our pre-chat, which almost should, needs to be a whole talk in itself, but it was brought up that the exciting possibilities, the potentialities, <laughs> that they're looming because we're deconditioning the structures. And as you said, it's, it was a social um, in 2020, December 21, that—that's when actually the YouTube channel got started. And now with these personal planets applying, it's that that checkpoint to find out because this is right after the new moon in Pisces, too, which is another seed point of our imagination and uh, dreams, you know, of going forward. What does, really, what, what is this new territory mean to us? And going back to the inclusion and exclusion, what maybe did we forget to include? Hmm. Well, My uh, water mentioning... system seems to agree with me.
2: <laughs> and I'm going to talk yeah, about okay. Neptune, water. Uh, Neptune and yeah. dreams <laughs> being next to the sun. Um, yeah, oh, a dare you. to dream. <laughs> Jupiter's there as well. Uh I think that's kind of a nice signature for all the rockiness that we're going through. It
1: is. It does diffuse. Yes, Neptune, it's always diffusing. There's always this collaboration.
3: Of, yes. Energies. and there's there's so much potential for manifestation. Uh, even I know there's been a lot of talk about the Jupiter, Neptune and manifestation, but even Mars and Venus, I mean Venus is the it's the yin principle, it's the great attractor. And Mars is now aligned with that and operating with, they're on the same page. And so Mars can kind of drive that forward. There's a lot of energy that can, um, can move those, those dreams forward. And Venus is just kind of asking you to allow, allow it to come forward, allow the yin to be so that the, the Mars yang can, can move it into reality. Yep, are we,
1: you know, there's, it, it's a waterfall, isn't it? It really is. And, uh, and, and, and we have to realize, cause we are a bit of a new panel here with new energies, which is working out beautifully. And I love, but the eh, territory is open, right? We're not pigeonholed because everything does get affected whether we see it or not, it's happening. We've got this laser opinion. We can look here and see. So the waterfall of all that Piscean outer limits forces are like constantly merging into consciousness. Are there some in the mundane? Any rate, I'm not making a lot. I really need help today. I'm um, as you can see, I'm going sideways.
3: I had connections. So jump on in, folks. I'm just talking. Well, the other thing to note about Neptune is that the US is going through its Neptune opposition as well right now. And so there's just a lot of disillusionment happening with with what the American dream is. And and so I think Jupiter, Ju- the Jupiter Neptune conjunction is it's beautiful energy, but it's also kind of expanding that um that disillusionment even more it's kind of bringing it even further into our consciousness and, and the um, with the Venus and Mars conjunct Pluto, there's, there's a lot regarding resources that's coming to the forefront and, and we could see some um, potential anger and aggression coming forward. I mean, we're definitely seeing that with people. People are angry and, uh so this is these are kind of the energies that that I'm seeing coloring that Pluto return it, as I it think goes through it, the next true. few years.
1: I do feel while it's in aquarius if I have um, it, understood it could, also it could be more be, through words. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Pardon me?
4: Um I, I kind of I've been thinking a lot about the the Jupiter um Neptune conjunction and and there are all these threads that could be pulled in about disillusionment and artistry and so forth. But it also speaks to kind of a a coming together on a unification intuitively and spiritually. And it's we're we're going to this to this. And so it, it could have both effects where people pull together on very personal levels to, to take a higher vision or grasp a higher vision of what it is we've been through. Because going forward, we need to, we need to make some spiritual turns to handle what's come behind us. This transition from Capricorn and, and indeed from the pandemic it is, we can't go back. We have to have a new spiritual paradigm about what it is to be human and to deal with things that happen to us that affect our mortality, that affect our awareness of how it is to be spirit embodied.
1: And alchemy wise, leaving an earth-based form into the ungrounded ethereal air is a very uh, hard transition. And it needs the, the, the emotion or the, the passion of fire and water or water and fire to, to assimilate it. So we are, and after a 200-year cycle of earth, which I think John brought up, just re- which we re- all realized back in the end of 2020 with the social planet's, jupiter and saturn shifting us to this air consciousness is is big it's it's um and and someone had said about it's an oxymoron really you know if we want to change we're being asked to change but it's a fixed sign you know looking at all the energy it's not as simple (laughs)
4: Well, I remember when we talked about it, where we're shifting from the hierarchy to the horizontal in a way, just that visual. And I think that's disorienting because when you're accustomed to knowing your place, when you all of a sudden are given permission to maybe not fit in that cubby hole and have a very Uranian flow of freedom of, well, who do I want to be today? What do I want to be? What energy do I want to be? That's, that can be disorienting. To people who are accustomed to being told this is who you are this is where you fit our society and don't deviate from that yeah.
3: john yeah it, john. oh i was just gonna um i was just gonna say that fits nicely julie with what you were saying about how there's just many different ways that we can go with this energy and and we can uh, there's like the, the general population may be um, or a lot of the general population. I don't want to pinpoint all of the general population, but non-astrology people or, or people that aren't on a spiritual path uh, may have a harder time with a lot of these energies. And, and there may be greater disillusionment if you're not stepping into that kind of more spiritual look or the kind of newer energy of moving into Aquarius and what the potential of it is it can be it can be very very painful for people and that's part of the whole pluto and capricorn journey too you know we're trying to restructure and and um pluto's trying to get rid of the the dead weight and that which no is no longer working and there's there's a lot of that going on right now john
2: yeah i was looking at the us sibley chart and not only is neptune opposing itself but it just got over a square with mars which is really interesting. And I, I think of the illusion of strength, um, putting ideals into practice, pursuing a dream, things in that regard and how uh, hard that is and what we're facing as a country, like, uh, it's not working anymore and we need to find a new way and it's unsettling. Maybe, maybe it's the, uh, spiritual beliefs of what we are as a country being so challenged, right? Yeah, I don't know if I'm is. making any sense. hope I am.
1: No, absolutely. Yeah. It's ringing. Ringing. Yeah. Ring, ring, ring. <laughs> Anybody answering? <laughs> it's ringing in my head. <laughs> well,
4: I, I like what you just said, John. It's making me think about uh, spiritual identity and how mm. often um, when we're defining ourselves, we're looking at, externally at how others define who we are or how our relationships define who we think we are and this kind of seminal moment of kind of a new moonish type cycle is kind of like maybe saying come on home folks your answers are not out in iraq they're not out in russia or or the maldives or wherever and we we really do need to look at what it is going on here And I think when we have this transition from Capricorn to Aquarius, it is going to be disillusioning and and disorienting because Mm. we've not been tending our home. We've not been tending a lot of things that are kind of falling apart. And this is going to be our opportunity to sort of pull together to think about, well, what do we really want? How do we want our government to support us? How do we want our tax dollars to work for us? How do we want to be taxed? I mean, these are lots of, I mean, I'm coming back to the the uh, nodal issues of debt and money. But, uh, I mean, all these things are really interesting. It's a conundrum of how are we going to make this shift that's going to move us into where we need to be.
2: And, and, and maybe, so maybe that heal the thing. Back. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, go, uh-huh. go ahead. I
2: yeah, thought about Aquarius, uh, uh, the U.S. being the Aquarian country. Well, to, to reach that ideal that we have for ourselves, we we have a lot of cleanup to do. And that's what the Capricorn work is heading into that. I mean, we're, we're set to enter Aquarius. And is the country really ready for it? Can we do it?
1: And eventually, because I'm so glad to have this double uh, macro, micro approach of
0: mundane,
1: which we are in our nation as you know with because of with the world we have pluto uh, all these strong energies affecting us and then kicking back to the self right now with these personal planets is really an opportunity because what you brought up here centering it back about the relationships is the cardinal cross because it's in capricorn we still have our mover of glaciers in capricorn pluto and so we're still connected with that cross, which means it is society versus ourself and the other. And you're right. We have been oriented with Saturn in that energy for until just recently of our structures and rules and regulations and authorities and standards and traditions and everything that it encapsulates into this breaking of a newness. And so it pushes it back everything is pushed back into the center of the self what is my value because as little drops in that roomy poem where it says we uh, that's actually the last stanza that we opened with of that little comment because we're the drop of the ocean but all, we also the ocean is all the drops and so it's really imp- and that goes into the fixed Square. It, it's crucial that we go into the nodal issues of it, yes. We're always going to exchange our resources, Scorpio, with for our well wealth of well being that nurtures growth. But the the factor is is what's the value of that? With the choices, we have got to get back to who we are as the Venus part of Taurus that says, what are my resources? What are my talents? What are my um, ability to be self-reliant, you know, so that we can
3: build from there. And I'm a really big believer that when you were doing your internal work and, and doing your evolutionary journey, Uh, or your spiritual journey that it has impact on, on the bigger world. It's like, we're all, we're all so connected and just making small shifts within ourselves can impact other things. And we just don't necessarily see it or recognize it, but it can be like the butterfly effect. You know, it's just one little shift can, can make a really big difference?
1: Should we look at the next slide? We have about 10 minutes here. Nathan, we'll see the last slide because that's the one that takes us to the close of the two-degree orb. It's pretty tight that we'll look at. Of course, it'll still be in effect because, Julie, you had brought up, and I say in our conversation, this square. And that goes back to the talk that it said before, this whole migration, wanting that renovation, right, that that clash with Iranis. the the breaker of of rhythms
3: yeah i love the venus like just at the end of this square or at the end of the venus mars conjunction venus is moving into that square with with uranus and then mars will closely follow um and it's just like it's almost a a deepening and like a breaking free even more from um we shifted from capricorn into aquarius which is in itself kind of breaking free and then we're deepening that with the the square to Uranus. Um,
4: One thing I've been noticing, this is a, a kind of a funny aside, but I've been noticing more humor and kind of left field humor where there's sort of this breaking out right now of people saying and doing things that are really funny. And I think it's a nice reaction to the extremely prescribed, limitations of capricorn and and being politically correct and all this and now there's this sense of oh i'm gonna go over here because it's hilarious and it's reflecting on something that we don't talk about and i my oh my goodness i keep seeing this and thinking somebody's doing what needs to be done to lighten up our perspective and i think that's a very aquarian thing
2: I love the Grand Shrine, Moon, Ceres, and I guess Venus and Mars. That's like it to me. I just see the big triangle popping out saying, now we can move. We can use this new airy social energy to build something new. Ceres saying, uh, take care of yourselves and each other. And the Moon saying, go for what you want, which is a perfect balance of those two planets. Maybe you're not mm. harm others as you do it. I don't know, right? Do it in a loving way. Mars is like, take charge. Do what you want to do, what you need to do to build that new. Uh, paradigm I guess but do it in consciousness of others.
1: Yeah I like this whole idea of of humor nurturing ourselves because Moon I know Julie you and I took Alan Clay's class. Oh, gosh, just it guys.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's one of those days. <laughs> yeah i love yeah i aquarius um i love aquarian humor uh because it just it just like takes a step back and like Mm -hmm. you get out of the drama of things and be like oh yeah this is we're in this is ridiculous what we're in right now you know and um
0: you gotta laugh at it it.
3: yeah humor is so important Yeah. Oh, it's a
1: saving grace. <laughs> Honest, I have had a kaleidoscope of like Marco Brown. You know, as a kid, we had that on TV. It was a lot of slapstick or whatever. But really, the absurd. This is a saving grace. And you know, um, the dwarf planets are fascinating. This might be a great. We, I, I'm learning about them as we did, Julie with Eris, the truth teller. But I'm taking Core War can't even say it hardly, but Uh she's, and it's not a, she actually, it's a, it's a non-binary, it's a non-gender energy. It's not formed. And it's, you want to sing and dance and it has everything to do about joy. So I don't know about, but the humor part is definitely a saving grace.
2: Kowar yes. is a uh, wonderful. It's uh, it's uh, from, indi- it's the first indigenous named planet, which is great after, well, after the Hawaiian ones and, and uh, with, from uh, the tribe is from the LA area. And this, this God danced all of creation into being. It's like, okay, I want a sky. So he danced what the sky would be. I want uh, islands. So he danced what islands would be. So that's, it's like this intense creation, creative Ooh. spirit. Yeah.
1: Oh, I, I've always wanted to bring more mythology into all of these. I'm so glad there's this extra, uh, um, I feel like we're making a good tea, right? A, a nutritional tea, like a big pot, a cauldron, mm-hmm. and you just get it out and, oh, boy, yummy. Oh, gosh. Well, thank you. And I want. I noticed the time that we are closing up, up close. I want to bring attention to Julie Anglin of the Marin County and amanda pierce of seattle and john chenworth of seattle and this is cosmic collaboration subscribe thank you so much next week we're going to have a special panel with sam reynolds samuel f reynolds call him sam and justin crockett elsie and we're going to talk about power and the usa which we've touched on tonight and there's always these dynamics because we do have this opposition. We have so many, a kaleidoscope, right? Of energies. Sometimes I think we should name ourselves as kaleidoscope. We can talk about that maybe, I don't know, <laughs> it's like break away. Maybe we should break away and reform ourselves, right? I
4: like,
3: like that. Cos- do you? Oh, Co- I you. do. Cosmic kaleidoscope.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Cosmic kaleidoscope, it's what the that. hell? Okay. It's very yeah. Uranian because next time,
1: let's see, no, it'll still be Pisces. That's right. We'll be coming in because I measure by those timelines. Well, thank you. We, we're not signing off yet, but I wanted to bring some attention to all of that. So I'll flush, I mean, open up the doors again about
3: these personal well, plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll just add one other thing about um, the manifestation potential. It's it's so much easier to manifest when you're in a detached state, you know, when you're not in the drama of something. And so that the Aquarian energy is wonderful for that. And, and so you can really, um, Aquarius because it's fixed. It's also, it's very good at holding space and holding energy. So there's a lot of, I like that.
4: Aquarius and Uranus speak to that whole concept of what is real starts first here as an idea. Hmm. As soon as it's an idea, it's already real. And then it goes out into the world to manifest. So it brings it right back to what we are capable of doing between our ears. That's where it's happening. Then it manifests. Yes,
1: that is the...
2: the, the secret,
1: as they say, yes, but the, yeah. the truth of it, yes. Yeah. Root, yes, excellent. John was perking.
2: Uh, Aquarius as knowledge sure. and access to knowledge and how you use that knowledge. A lot, uh, being bombarded with so much and knowing how to take what you need and, and judge what is right, what is not so good, and using that for good. Yeah.
1: Choices, getting back to choices, isn't it? That Martian idea. I know that, in, and we have a few moments here while the music kind of signs us off and the coat and closes until the next time. But it, it, it is a matter of dancing. Maybe we should dance and laugh at our choices more. Just, just for the heck of it, right? Nobody else is watching, just go, ha, ha, ha. So I, had a, I had lots of ha, ha, More laughter so is always a good days. thing yeah well
3: thank you thank you John thank you Julie thank you
1: you, Amanda thank you thank you pleasure to be here as always kaleidoscope here we
0: go yay (laughs) yes (laughs) thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1pm Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway